Because I just keep money and cash in other countries. Welcome to the rest of the review. Yeah. yeah. Lockbox Hastings and no Bitcoin. God, that's right. Yeah, Dylan's an untold. I want extra paperwork of my money. Let me ask you this about cryptocurrency. Do you think there's a guy who's still, he's riding that pony? You know, like after that big crypto crash, he's like, it'll be back. How is crypto doing? Do you know? Um, based off of the uh, instant messages I'm getting from a certain segment of stand-up comedy, not good. I got to tell you, when um, my friends that I used to do comedy with back in old England, Dylan knows some of them, uh, switch from talking about stocks to talking about conspiracy theories, that means crypto is going bad. That means they're like, oh, I can't check these new sites. I got to check these other new sites. <laughs> Here's my favorite thing. Like... Like all scummy companies, my favorite is uh, the UFC, who tried to pay people in crypto, and uh, then it crashed, which is fucking sick. I'm looking I... at Gitcoin is down 11%. Radium is down 10%. Radium? Radium. But they told me that was such a, that was a must-buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Barcelona fan token is up 9.2%. <laughs> So if you want what Barcelona fan token, Bitcoin's number one. This is a, Bitcoin, of course, is down three percent. Can I just say? No, it's back up a bit by its seven D chart. Seven D, not two, not three D. Seven. I can I just say that history is not going to be kind to this period of time. Like people are going to look back, much like we looked back on certain eighties haircuts and are like, you didn't see that this was a bad idea in the moment. And we're going to have to be like, we did not. Oh, I should say this. So as of this was yesterday at noon, Bitcoin was $21,000 per Bitcoin, $21,247 per Bitcoin. And as of this recording, it is at, Twenty thousand seven hundred and that's fucking crazy. This is twenty four hours. Let's look at six months. What happened? Oh, with Bitcoin. don't do that. It's don't, fucking crazy. Don't do that. I love oh. this. I love watching people fail. There is a part it of this feels podcast. Good when if they, I wanted to be totally honest, it was at seventy thousand yes, dollars. I knew it was at a very high amount of money. Dylan, look at me. We know people that really had their lives changed when that dropped. Like, I'm sorry about that, guys. But it I just mean, feels good that someone did I something gotta, for themselves gotta, and it worked out, but then it stopped. It's like when someone loses weight, then they get fat again. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> I'm going to say this. It certainly does. Um, I, oh, I'm going to say this, though. All of the people I know that were so into crypto were so fucking annoying about it that I have no sympathy for this crash. Like, none of them were fun. None of them were interesting. None of them were encouraging. One of them said to me specifically, you'll never understand this. And I read two sentences of the wikipedia on bitcoin and went it's a scam that's what it is it's a scam and no it's for drug dealers i mean that's the same thing though also drug good for them good for drug dealers finally why well, if there was a drug dealer coin if there was if there was, was there's bitcoin no no cocaine coin i wanted to, i want to specifically pick the currency of the drug dealer i would so invest in that it's like um it's i would like anything like it starts heavy fentanyl coin yeah, it starts out for, you know what, like, it's like hotels. Like, hotels were just a place to have sex with prostitutes, and then now they cost 200 bucks for some reason because they get some towels in there. That's so funny. Bitcoin I, and hotels are the same thing. It's for drug dealers, and one thing's the other thing's for prostitutes. Never forget that. I mean, that's such a funny idea that hotels were literally a place where you tied your horse on a stump and then walked upstairs to a room. You go cheat on your wife. Of course. Everything was just for cheating on your wife. Like the internet mm -hmm. is and was just for cheating on your wife. And mm -hmm. we were like, it would be nice to hear some like a radio show while I was on here cheating on my wife. And that's how we got <laughs> while this video. While this not even video image is loading so I can masturbate, which in mentally cheating on my wife, it is. Um, that anyway. is true. Dylan is very committed to his marriage, which is why all of the porn he has, he uh, he edits in his wife's face on mm -hmm. all people in the porn. Yeah, deep fake it. Yeah, he deep fakes it, but all of the people. You know what I mean? All, yeah, the cameraman too. The cameraman, if it's a crowd shot, because Dylan, for some reason. exactly, <laughs> Dylan likes deep Gonzo reality porn from mm -hmm. the mid '90s. You know what I mean? <laughs> so here we go. There's no easy way to segue into here. We're talking about Antonio Inoki. John, what do you know about Antonio Inoki before I got to tell you, series? I um, did not know what his birth name was. 
Yeah, crazy. <laughs> What's his birth name, John? Um, according to Christopher Hobson, um, which I'm going to say this right now, I don't know if this is true, but in our research that we were provided that I did no mm-hmm. additional research to, his name is Muhammad Hussein Inoki. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. He literally has the name that suits his ego. His he. <laughs> What is your name? Gift of God in Oki. Isn't that correct? Muhammad is gift of God? You're putting a lot of faith in me that I know what Muhammad means, my friend. I'm going to say this. I think you know what it is? You know what it is? It's really, really being kind. You know who You know who I know who's my, of all my friends who's a scholar on Islam? It's that bald man with a child. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew a lot about Islam, they think it was because I was planning something against it. Of course. Yeah. You look like the kind of guy that goes, let me tell you something. You look like the kind of guy that if you did stand up, which you do, you still have a hot five on the 72 virgins. Can I just say, <laughs> the 9-11 hijackers did such a disservice to the Islamic faith by in any way doing something close to that because I st- I was doing stand-up comedy yesterday. And someone had a bit about these guys think that they're gonna. Who would want that? It's like I don't like. They want they killed three thousand people. They they're into fucked up shit. I don't fucking know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, what are you talking about? Maybe they just <laughs> you're defending them. I think it's a good idea. I'd love seventy two virgins. Yeah, who wouldn't want seventy two new friends? You don't have to fuck them all. You can just hang. That's out. That's actually true. You don't have to fuck them. Good good point, John. Thank you, Dylan. I agree. Um, yeah, so Antonio Inoki, uh, he was uh, born to an affluent family, obviously. Oh, yeah. He's a businessman and a politician. Dad died when I was five. Oh, my God. Well, of course. Yeah, unstoppable. I guarantee his mother mother was cold and authoritarian. This Ooh, man fuck. is unstoppable. When you literally – there's literally a video of people lining up to get fucking knife edge chopped by you on your birthday – <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like you are the crazy. craziest thing napoleon had an enoki complex you know what i'm saying like it is incredible this guy well obviously in the post-war years japan has a bit of a rough time why do you think that was john no idea i assume it was because <laughs> they loved they loved america too much and all of their cities were okay oh wait no nope. post-war japan was a little rough um, because uh, Japan, as they say, decided to um, uh, fuck with America, and they found out. Yeah, that's right. Don't that's mess right. with America. We'll bomb you to dust. Yeah, you better not fucking if, uh, attack America when Harry Truman is in charge, because it's a five-foot-one man from Missouri. He's a piece of shit and follows <laughs> orders. So his family fell on hard times. They moved to Brazil. This is uh, so crazy. Can I just say this right now? What a chaotic! Mm-hmm. What, this is the This is sentence is chaos. Things were going rough for the family, so we moved to Sao Paulo. Right there, you're going. Whoa! What the fuck? That's so many. That's so far to run from your problems. Yeah, I want to know why. Like, why would you? Why would Brazil be? It's like, well, we gotta go. Here's to what I. Here's what I read into it. His dad did something really fucked up and they were running from it. Like, that's what I feel like. And Antonio Inoki yeah. is too powerful and too, like, has this too much of an image of himself of being great that he could not have, he could not let that be the reality. So he just, like, hid from it. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's born in 43. Obviously, he's, so he's born during the war. They lose the war. And his then, family specifically lost the war, mm-hmm. literally well, they, uh, the, by cowardice. Yeah, Antonio Inoki's uh, father was on the phone with the White House, and he went, "I bet you wouldn't fucking do it." And then hung up the phone with their big pussy. boy. That's a dumb name for whatever you did. Click, <laughs> <laughs> bitch little, boy, more like it. Click, li- little boy. Did you name it after all of your penises? Yeah, there you go. Where's, <laughs> ours are actually bigger than yours. Click, <laughs> done. So he wins a bunch of stuff in Brazil. Uh, Ricky Zozan then brings back Inoki to Japan to be his student. So Ricky Dozan, you know, just hanging out in Brazil. Drunk. Ricky Dozan, drunk, open dress shirt. Oh, yeah. 1960, <sighs> Ricky Dozan just visiting Brazil, finds another Japanese person and is like, holy fuck. Yeah, this is how, back, buddy. This is how racist Ricky Dozen is, is that he found another Japanese person on a foreign continent and immediately took them back to Japan. You must get out of this <laughs> scary place. I'm with my family. Those people are monsters. Meltzer says that Ricky had specifically scouted Inoki after he got word back that a Japanese boy held Brazilian high school records and shot put in discus. Well, that's fun. And then he how? decides later, of course, that he hates him. How the fuck did he get that information? 
There was no internet. There was no. It was Ricky Dozen just walking down the street, and someone was like, "Hey, you seem like you also like sociopaths." And he's like, "I do." And they're like, "Come this way to this high school. There's this guy who's beating up the principal." Well, it's also like a thing that would be weird to be like, "Hey, I'm really up on Brazilian high school sports. Why?" Oh, no reason. Have you familiar with pedophilia? Anyway, <laughs> it's a term that will yeah. be coined uh, later on, but now it's just called yum yum time. Yeah, hello, my name is Ricky Dozan. I'm a famous wrestler from Japan, and I would like all the statistics on all your high school athletes. <laughs> oh, I'm not just watching the cheerleaders. I'm here to scout? Anyway, yeah, but for sure I'm just here to like uh, <laughs> try and get in the locker room, if you know what I mean. Stare at underage girls is what that. Anyway, did you know this? Um, I did not. Oh, I think we talked about this in the Ricky Dozan episode, but whatever. This is from Inoki. He says, Inoki says, I participated in national track and field in Sao Paulo. There was a journalist who reported that I became a record holder in the discus throw of that meet. He told Ricky Dozan that he knew a promising big athlete. It attracted his interest, and he asked the head of the vegetable market to bring me to the hotel where he was staying. When he we entered his room, I didn't know what to say uh, to that imposing figure with a remarkable aura. And here's the first thing Ricky Dozan says to Antonio Oki. Strip yourself to the waist. He said to me with a smile. After staring at me for a while, <laughs> Go on. he said, show me your back. I turned around nervously. Then he patted me on the shoulder and said, let's go back to Japan together. Oh, yeah, that's not is good. It? There's no part of that. It is not good. It is not good. <laughs> he sucked him off. That's yeah. <laughs> that's not. Anyway, can I see your dick? Now can I see your ass? I'm abducting you from your family. That's good. He's also underage too. Hey, I like the way your kid's dick looks. Can I take him uh, across the ocean? Yes. Yeah, this is so insane. Hey, your son has. Oh really... no! And then he said, he said to his employer, "Let me take care of this young boy." Continue, John. Um, my uh, this young man's thighs are very muscular. Do not ask me how I know that. He will need a passport to return to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll need a passport, and can I change his name? Because this guy's gonna forget a lot of it once I get him addicted to heroin. Let's go. <laughs> this is like, this is like if Taken happened, but Liam Neeson was like, "Sounds good," and just yeah, hung up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is yeah, this is Taken if Liam Neeson was in on it. We have. Um, I don't know who you are, but thanks. Yeah. Click. Movie done. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills, and because of those skills. I'm really into what you're doing. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to. Bye-bye. Click. In uh, 1960, his name is Kenji Inoki, and Giant Baba announced his recruits on the same day, which is like, it is. would you say that is like Batista, Cena, Lesnar? It's literally um, Hulk Hogan meet Hulk Hogan. Like, it's this is what it is. There's no... There's no equivalency in North America for what Ricky Dozan did. Ricky Dozan is the most on-paper alcoholic I've ever seen in wrestling in that <laughs> he lives for chaos. Like Ricky, like everything Ricky Dozan does is like, if I have to explain this, I'm gonna be in trouble. And then he picks his two proteges. He's like, all right, get me two driven psychopaths that only will win. And there can only be one winner. I will choose two. And then it's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I want to see them fight. I want to see the empire burn. Is that bourbon? Like, there is no <laughs> way this is a good idea. Giant Baba is clearly the better. I'm going to say this. In the times that they were alive, Baba was the better businessman than Inoki. But Inoki is the visionary. In the, the, if you look at the way that, like, New Japan is positioned, and I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but even in this moment, you have to understand, Ricky Dozan finished an eighth of bourbon and then literally announced a race for who gets to be a billionaire from wrestling between a tall, thin baseball player and a muscular boy from Brazil. Like with, wrestling with a chin. Ooh. With it well, with that chin. With a chin you could you could hide from a hurricane under it's like the tick indeed, Dylan. Mm -hmm. Um well, no one brings up the tick anymore. One of the most surreally weird Saturday morning cartoons. Like the yeah. 90s were so strange where they're like, we need to make sure we're going to do some postmodern satire for children. <laughs> the children <laughs> won't fucking understand. Yeah. Let's make sure that there's a lot of Citizen Kane references in this cartoon about a family where the dad chokes, chokes the boy. <laughs> so 
Um, Enoki is, and we talked about this in Ricky Dozan episode, Giant Baba was a famous baseball player beforehand, so he comes as a main eventer over to Japan, and Enoki is really just losing in the first and second matches on the card, which is interesting because you feel like Giant Baba definitely put this in his for later pile and used this as the strategy to get Kobashi over later on. Oh, yeah. Um, but here is my question. Do we know anything about the relationship between Giant Baba and Anoki in this period? Like, was Giant Baba, like, at the curtain when he came in and went, lost again? I'll remember. That's what it feels like. It literally feels like that, like, they were rivals, but there's no documentation of it because I guarantee they never were, and it was just inside their own heads. <laughs> well, it's like, you're. I guarantee Anoki is just, like, angrier and angrier. The Giant Baba is getting more things than him, and Baba doesn't even occur to him. He's just like, oh, this is cool. I'm winning. Yeah, exactly. That's very much what it is. He's like, oh, you're, are you not also a winner of this competition where there's only one winner? And he's like, no, I'm not, Jai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when we were doing stand-up, everyone that won a bunch of comedy competitions was just like, oh, cool, I won. And then everyone who lost those comedy competitions wanted to kill the guy who won, even though the oh, other guy was just like, Dude, oh, thanks, you don't even man. know. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about in Toronto. You should see what it's like in Los Angeles because the, like the the spread from like in open mic to then just being a club comedian is such a cavernous gaping maw yeah that you like i've been at open mics working on material or just whatever and you'll hear people like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i got two spots and then i snuck into the improv and they didn't make me pay and then people are like, holy shit, it's so fun. I love like stand-up <laughs> comedy post-COVID, exactly what I wanted because we're back to just the scrubs and the psychos. Now, Dylan, let me ask you a question. So, Enoki, I wanted to I'm trying to look something up here, which I'm looking up is my favorite thing, which is Antonio Enoki had to work in Portland in yes, he did. And he was, what was his name? China bad. <laughs> Almost. Little Tokyo. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm very impressed they went with a Japanese city. That is That's utter, very funny. That is why like, I am surprised they're not. Hong lit- Kong Rick. Your yeah. name's not going to be anything but Rick because that's a good fucking name, you little yeah. shit. Rick is the most foreign name we have here in Oregon, you little fucker. Now, let's Sorry, it was up. Paul Bosch. It was Houston. Continue. Oh, okay. Well, it's very mo- cosmo. That would make oh, sense. Oh, no, he did move to... He was in Portland. I yeah. guarantee his... In Texas, he was billed as Little Tokyo and Kanji Inoki, and I guarantee Paul Bosch billed him as Kanji Inoki, and just everyone else was like, uh, you're small. Actually, I'm taller than you. You're small. And you're small. Tokyo. Yeah. Um, I'm almost small. as tall as Andre the Giant, but not as tall. That means you're small. How about this? Chin pussy. Yeah. How about this? How about your name is not as good as an American? (laughs) (laughs) Can't work hard guy. How about that? Uh, Is the stereotype of you people you're napping all the time because you're going to be called the napper? You're going (laughs) to. Here's it comes. All right. Here's your character. You drive down to the ring in a car. You got to kill everyone in the fucking building with the car you can't drive. That's your character. You lose every match by count out. You can't get to the ring. All right. I'm going back to bed standing up. That stereotype, ladies and gentlemen, still lives on in the stand-up comedy of two comedians in really? Canada. I am yes. There's that one of them is still I that guy retired. Not that guy, the other guy. The guy who bought, wait, did he? Mm-hmm. Just so you know, you can create your own I'm not even gonna say the joke, I'll just say the premise and everyone listening can fill in the joke. His Go joke ahead. his joke was um what if the my Google Maps voice was Asian? Oh my god. Fill it in. I guarantee that. <laughs> That's so many racist uh people's jokes. Anyway, I just want to point out Psalm one time did the eyes. People. Go ahead. Oh, okay. He did yeah, the eyes. Okay. Did, well, that's he, that means that makes it good. Yeah, he did the eyes and that was it was, I was like, this is downtown Toronto. That is okay. Wow. Not Everyone in the audience took their shirt off and started flexing cuz they oh were like, god, let's go. Everyone, this is <laughs> Let's fucking go, buddy. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, he won the NWA Texas title. He defeated Joe in- Blanchard and Oki did, and then he lost it to Pepper Gomez in the only match that had a Gomez, like it had a, a Spanish person against a Japanese person that was allowed for the next 30 years, I assume. Yeah, that um, that uh, the arena was later burned down that night by the fire department. The fire department. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure that no one ever knows this happened. Yeah, we're burning the arena down. Who did we get to do with the fire department? <laughs> 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 uh, 
There was an um, invaluable time. Inoki learns English. He makes many international connections, which included Sonny Myers, Morris Siegel, and Paul Bosch. 1965, he was traveling around Oregon with a young Pat Patterson. The pair became very close, I assume, because they were always in danger because Oregon is a lot like Canada, way more racist than you think. Oh, exactly. It's one of those things where, and it's actually, that's the most dangerous place because rural Canada is like, I guarantee Pat Patterson had someone walk up and been like, uh, is your Pat name Patterson Bert? was very prepared for it. I, I oh, will say that. yeah. Like Pat Patterson was just a fist. And so your name Bruce, you know what I mean? And I guarantee Antonio <laughs> Inoki was like, his name is not Bruce. Who is Bruce? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like Antonio Inoki literally just went into all dangerous situations where he could lose with such a stupid, ignorant confidence. People were like, I, I guess he wins this one. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy. I'm trying to think of. Well, I will say this. Antonio Inoki's got such a, and this is very 2022 of me to say, but such an internet Chad meme chin that no one would be racist to him at first, even in the 60s, because they just... First you see a chin in the distance, and then you're like, that is just a massive chin with traps, and then you see he's Asian. There's no I guarantee way... I guarantee that part of it is that his body was so fucking tight for the 60s that they would be like... That he basically was so fit, people weren't racist against him. That's how fit he was. Isn't that crazy? I love calling him little. Like, he's not little at all. I love it. Because, yeah, he's, like, what? He's it, si over six foot. Like, he's a big fucking guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, like he's, yeah, he's a six one six two. Yeah, like, he like he's one of those things. He's, like, next to Terry Funk, and it seems like it makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's also, not, like, short because he's not, like. He's also one of those old guys that kept He was built a 6'3", so he's probably six feet tall. And here's the thing. If you keep working out as an old guy, it's so weird not to see a slumped over sad old man that like if you just see a broad-chested man in his 80s you're like this guy must be huge because in my mind antonio noki's like the size of the undertaker not mark calloway he was the undertaker I, and we'll get um we'll get into this but like he's one of the guys who basically was one of the forerunners of mixed martial arts who like wanted to do mma from like the 70s onwards like wanted to promote it obviously he thought he would win he would not have he was, oh yeah he thought he would win he also like he he pioneered uh, paying wrestlers in Bitcoin in the eighties. Hi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the other pioneers of MMA was just uh, everyone who um, used slave labor. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of yeah. them. Jefferson Portuguese Davis. invented MMA when they started yeah. selling people. <laughs> Jefferson Davis was a big proponent of the MMA. Dude, yeah. I mean, that's that's it's I they still. This is my. This is why I almost respect the UFC. They're still trying to sell NFTs, where it's like that's fucking sick. Like you're still just being like, yeah, this was revealed as a scam months ago. Fuck you. Let me tell you the two. <laughs> Buy this JPEG of a knockout. That are still selling NFTs. It's even better. The UFC, the UFC, and uh, the deep psychedelic, as in terms of wellness community, are deep about the NFTs. I was doing a little research about microdosing magic mushrooms for a little Christmas treat. So my YouTube algorithm is taking a real peak for the weird. Let me tell you, those guys are deep. They, the amount of NFT JPEGs you can get of a mushroom that's purple, holy fucking shit. I'm trying to look up NFTs right now and see... Um Crypto Dick Butts XS3. How much do you think that is? I mean, uh, I don't care how much it is. I'm buying it right now. It features all three, and it's Dicks ten. And butts? The lowest is ten Ethereum, which is about a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> for a fucking stupid ass picture. Fuck, I love the world. I gotta tell you, so do I. Because you know what's even better? There's a so, there's someone who's trying to think if he has enough confidence to negotiate that. I can make I can pay ninety. Well, this is the thing. It's like these people who are investing in this really heavily are basically investing in the fact that they think that the virtual world will just take over the physical world soon. And um, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know. Maybe is. with maybe with maybe with global warming, we'll all be Dylan. Like, in a specifically monitored cell and um we'll have to live in these nft people will be the our kings continue Look, i actually can relate nft and crypto back to antonio Inoki. here sure. it is antonio Inoki by sent being sent to america to be seasoned actually gave him a distinct advantage in the split that's about to come up here between him and baba and the destruction of the jwa into new japan and all japan is that baba had some connections but Antonio was always the NWA guy. 
And he also had a like in that there was way more alliances and allegiances between Anoki and um New Japan. But that actually doesn't make any sense because all Japan was was all Japan the NWA? No. Oh, I'm so stupid. No, because what's even weirder about this then is that Anoki has all the connections to the NWA, but wasn't ba- Baba was the NWA guy and Anoki was the WWE guy. That's so weird, actually. I was about to make a point of like, oh, it was smart of Baba to make or of Anoki to make all these connections, but he didn't. Is somehow Baba still? Well, they up- all had the same connection. It's like anything. They're like, they're kind of living harmoniously, and Anoki for sure is just getting angrier and angrier, but behind the scenes. And then finally, he's like, fuck it, splits apart. And it's a lot like, like, the thing is, Anoki just went into a place where there was no infrastructure and wrestling tradition. The only wrestling tradition was Ricky Dozan. And once Ricky Dozan dies, it leaves this giant crater. Anoki and Baba were teaming up. They become the top acts. And, of course, they split up. And Anoki could have just... Antonio Anoki, if there was, like, if wrestling got into Japan earlier, would have just ended up as Vern Gagne. But there was no, there was this big gap, and there was these two great companies, and they came out. And I think Baba being such a great booker was because, like I mentioned earlier, he had no, like, he knew he was a star, whereas Anoki is, like, trying to prove he's a star constantly. Do you think that Vince McMahon and Antonio Anoki had an alpha off? Like, they refused to sit down in front of each other to the point that they both got shin splints? He, pro- he probably was so fucking pissed that Anoki had that sweet Chad jaw. Oh, my God. He... I guarantee yep. he like went to the funeral of Anoki and just tried to like grab the chin. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he, put this on my face. Uh, the, the, he's not in the ground yet. Whatever. I I hope that there is a lawsuit about the Vince McMahon um getting away with rape uh, situation, and I hope that it reveals all the various emails Vince McMahon sent in the latter days of his life. And I guarantee one of them was to Antonio Anoki's family. I will give you one hundred thousand dollars for his jawbone. I will saw it off at the gravesite. You don't need to be a part of it. Oh yeah. I just want that fucking jaw. If I have that jaw, I can get my company back. So, all right, here we go. John, are you ready? I am. I'm going to read some stuff, and then you're just going to sit there, okay? Because this okay. is important. I'm ready. Anoki won the NWA International Tag Title with Giant Baba beating Bill Watts and Tarzan Tyler. Actually, we can sub in here. Apparently, this October 31st, 1967 match ushered in one of the golden eras in Japanese wrestling. John, what do you think Bill Watts' promo was like? Very good. I actually have seen it. Uh, and here oh, okay. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the first four minutes of it, he is fully vomiting in his own cowboy hat. <laughs> this is just... Uh, he then drinks his own vomit and throws it up again onto the commentator. Um, <laughs> he then takes the microphone from the commentator, who is, at this point, covered in vomit. And mm-hmm. just goes, I don't like anyone here. And we were right to do what we did. And then he just walked to the ring, took off all of his clothes, and stood there fully naked. Shitting. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, here's what happened actually, though, John. is What, what? he did was he um, just did a character that was a waiter, uh, an Asian waiter. And then <laughs> Mickey Rooney saw that. And that's how Breakfast with Tiffany's happened. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand that you could get so much heat as a Japanese wrestler by just showing that scene from... This is my favorite movie. I don't think it's funny. Yeah, I think this is accurate. <laughs> this is fine to me. <laughs> uh, why isn't someone doing that? Do you want to know what? Where is Jay White? Get Racist me, guy? Get me Switchblade Jay White. Oh, just, yeah. Jay White's from New Zealand. He could just start talking about Aboriginal people. Biggest heel in the fucking world. I actually got to tell you. <laughs> New Zealand is the only country where it's actually they were okay. Only because the Maoris oh, surf, really? surfed over. They, the Maoris like canoed over to Australia and saw what was mm-hmm. going on. And were like, we better get ready. They're going to figure out we're over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Let me be clear. What happened to them wasn't good, but it's in that like the sliding scale of like uh, indigenous people. Canada. Yeah, indigenous people meets colonizers, and usually it's like, where are all those indigenous people? They were never here. Hey, everybody, just a quick break. Whoa, to thank you guys for donating to Patreon. If you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review, we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far, we've recorded episodes about. Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a real, uh, a break from evil people and and talked about one man gang and really fun people like that. That's for five bucks a month. You get access to a whole library 
of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're upping yeah, we our have. page. Yeah, meow. And uh, thank you so much. 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like. Everyone, come over to my place. Sleep with me. 20 and $25 gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review. Thanks so much for listening again. We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. Anyway, 1967 to 1971 was considered one of the all-time peaks in the Japanese wrestling business with almost nightly sellouts and network primetime telecasts every Friday and Monday night, usually with Baba and Anoki working on a tag team, beating the biggest names for North America like Kaniski and Johnny Valentine, Fritz and Waldo Von Erich, The Crusher, Dick the Bruiser, The Funks, Wilbur Snyder and Danny Hodge, The Funk Brothers. What did they smell like? I guarantee athletes in this day so many more complex Can you smells. Imagine whiskey, re- cigarettes, <laughs> cologne. Can you imagine wrestling The Crusher and Dick the Bruiser after they've been just off a plane. Oh my oh, god. god. Oh, they smell can- like their own shit. Like, <laughs> we didn't have any booze on the plane so we just started shitting and eating it. <laughs> Ah, I'm the crusher. Yeah, I'm so constipated. I'm gonna fucking get in the ring. I've got something they will term erectile dysfunction later on, but now it's just called a wobbly cock. I got my blood doesn't move through my body; it stands still because it's yeah. not a pussy. Antonio, 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 give me a beer. Um, we're in the middle of the match. Yeah. Cool. Now we gotta stop. I'm gonna take a shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, dig a hole in the ring or whatever. Is this the forest? Am I in the forest? I'm confused again. Oh fuck. Oh yeah. fuck. His name is. <laughs> yeah, the crusher. The crusher is just a. The crusher. You know those guys that drink too much and then think everywhere is a bathroom. Oh yeah. That's what the crusher is when he's sober. I gotta piss. This is a bathroom, <laughs> right? This is Antonio Inoki's ba- uh, 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 bottom. <laughs> I, I lost that riff. Carl Gotch moves to Japan oh, yes. and becomes the main trainer in the JWA in 1968. This is very important because this is when um, Gotch was noted as his second trainer after Ricky Dozan. Gotch taught Inoki his German suplex in the octopus hold. And this Carl Gotch really, as a catch wrestler, gets Inoki into, why don't you fight people for real? That's how you'll stick out uh, apart from Giant Baba. And Inoki was like, all right. 69, they headline shows in Thailand before 24,000 fans. They're selling out every single where they go. And it's hard to understand from a North American wrestling mind because this is tag team wrestling dominating every show. It is so weird. Like, it's so, I know it is. And it's so bizarre the idea of like, I can't wait for these, my favorite team to win. Like, any, I'm still of the, the mind that if your pay per view is headlined by a tag team, we're setting up that tag team to break up so I can watch the next pay per view. You know what I mean? Like, Fully loaded 1997 is an abomination. Go ahead, Dylan. As I read this, it feels like Inoki and Baba are the Japanese wrestling like Beatles, where it's like there's definitely a John and a Paul. Yes. Inoki is definitely John and Baba is definitely Paul. Paul. That's like, I just want to make things people like. And Inoki's like, I don't know, whatever fucking John Lennon did. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the opposite way. Who knows? No, I don't think. No, you're absolutely correct. And that, like, Paul McCartney, Giant Bubble was a dick, but he was like a dick like Paul McCartney. Where Paul McCartney was like, well, you know, I'm just a nice man from Liverpool. And if you don't fucking pay my publishing, I'll fucking kill you. Then, <laughs> I'll sue you till you're fucking dead. And I don't care if you're a real baby. Yeah. And John Lennon's just got like a bunch of beards and he's smoking heroin. And he's just like, let me tell you this about women. I think I should be allowed to shit mm. in their cunts. Oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for free love. Free for me to run a woman over with my car if they fucking cross me. What? Yeah. Anyway, forget that last part. Peace. I don't. My name is John Lennon. I only hate my mom. All women look like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I hate moms, which is every woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just here's the problem with anyone who becomes good at anything. Do not look <laughs> at why. I love Antonio Inoki. He really created Japanese wrestling. Don't look why. It's because he's trying. I'm trying to get strong enough that I can beat up and then have sex with my dad. And you're like, no, Antonio, no. I'm my own dad now because I fucked my dad. Yeah. He thought my chin wasn't impressive. And now I'm going to sell my chin to Vince McMahon. <laughs> so here's where it gets fun. Inoki. Yeah unhappy about being a subordinate to baba so he creates his own singles title which yes like aw 
everyone criticized they this is just what happens in wrestling where someone gets mad so they just make up a belt <laughs> that's why i gotta tell you that's so true and much like in the AEW fallout uh, from all out um mm. see, clearly cm punk realized he had a career ending injury and he was like i'm not going out that way time to blow some shit up that's what i'm saying yeah pretty much like so that's anyway he saying. he uh inoki creates the united national championship title he wins the United National Heavyweight, and now now that's one third of the All Japan Triple Crown, de- defeating John Tolos in Los Angeles. Um, he was stripped of the title when he was fired from the Japanese Wrestling Association. To give credibility, the belt was actually set up in uh, late 1970. It was pushed for about five months until Anoki uh, won it, which has a lot more planning because usually in the 60s it's like, hey, this title's yeah years old. How many years? More than one promoter at this period of time were famous for having a bunch of desks, uh, desk yeah. drawers filled with belts and be like, yeah. we need United Champions. Here you go. Well, that's pretty sick, though. Oh, like, let's not get let, let's let's be let's be totally honest. Wrestling back then sounds so much easier to be involved in. You're the champion. Oh, you now. just didn't need dude. Entertainment as a whole was better when it was like. I mean, it was way worse because people were worse at being entertainers, but like way better to just be like, yeah, I do this now. It's funny because you'd think that it would be way easier to be a grifter back then, but actually it's way easier to be a grifter now somehow. There's yeah, just no is. information about anybody. Well, here's the problem is it's way now. It's like everyone back then was like a shitty grifter. They were getting you for like 50 bucks. Now mm-hmm. there's like way more grifters and they're also all getting you for like, oh, they just stole our democracy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's You're like, yeah. oh, can you give that back? I, we, Wait like, a minute. This didn't help me lose weight. Oh, my God. Now I can't leave my designated zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just trying to listen to a podcast featuring Roger Waters, and now I believe that Russia is my god. You know what I mean? <laughs> 1971, JWA was putting in separate shows across two networks, uh, using Anoki as a headliner on one and Baba on the other. He wins the JWA annual world tag lead with uh, Seiji uh, Sakaguchi defeating Killer Kowalski and Buddy Austin. And um, this is something that's happening is Inoki is winning a lot of tag leagues without Baba. They've basically split up. I that it becomes love a the idea that they had to do two different television shows mm-hmm. for... The original uh, SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, they basically had to do a brand split for two guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. Inoki had already picked up a reputation for coming up with reasons to no-show matches that he was scheduled to lose and avoided doing jobs to drop titles with a frequency unmatched in pro wrestling until Shawn Michaels. What exactly was the real story? Or if it was a combination of stories, Inoki was filled with illusions of being made that it was for crimes against a promotion. Believed to have been the fallout of the coup and the company sending a strong message, but at the same time protecting Baba, its top star. This left Anoki with a massive wedding bill, leaving leaving him heavily in debt. Um, oh, okay, sorry. No, I skipped something here. So a few days later, um, there was a third Anoki versus Dory Funk world title match at the Osaka Prefectural Gym, and that was the same site as their legendary match two years earlier. Um, word reached the dressing room that Anoki wasn't going to be there. He no-showed a world title match because he was going to job. So... Um, Inoki and Shinma held a press conference to announce a formation of New Japan Re- Pro Wrestling in the wake of that no-show. Can I just say this? You can say anything. What did Dory, how did Dory Funk react? Was it senior or junior? Uh, it would have been Dory Jr. was the champion. This time. All right, then Dory said nothing, called Terry, and Terry in reaction murdered a horse that he felt had a chin. this was despite the jwa conducting a campaign to isolate anoki in the wrestling world including contacting american promoters to ask them not to work with him can i say something about wrestling that really annoys the shit out of me jim Cornette right now is i'm i assume talking to his dog about how there used to be fucking rules in wrestling no (laughs) one no shows anymore no one doubles crosses or anything at this period in time in wrestling like it was happening all of the time he literally no showed a world title to set up a rival company and in the most antitrust move ever they're like we better call our suppliers and make sure they don't supply to this guy who we now hate you know what i mean like you're just like god bro yeah it's a very interesting thing where it's like 
What, do you think it was more fun to like wrestling back then then because people like actually thought they could beat people up rather than now where everyone's just like I'm going to say this I is- think it's cool that people are larping. I think it's good. I think it's fine. Yeah. But you know, I think that the lore of back back then is better because it's so much stupider and they were keeping it all secret and it was so weird. Right now is a better product. Like the in-ring product is more enjoyable ethically speaking. I feel much better because I'm like, well, you know, these people are being paid. They're not just like, what am I? I was paid in Dory Funk attacked me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's that yeah. aspect of it, but no, there's nothing better than the lore of 60s wrestling because it's insane. You got fucking um, like, you know, Judo Gene LaBelle is like eight years old in Los Angeles. I assume waiting at LAX in case Antonio Noki comes and he's just going to stab him. That's for <laughs> screwing Ricky, they'd say. Well- that's the whole thing is that New Japan, which obviously Baba's promotion becomes New Japan. Um, uh, no, Baba's promotion becomes All Japan. Anoki's oh, sorry. Ours, All Japan. Japan. Apologies. Um, All Japan opens. They join the NWA. Dory Funk Sr. is an agent, and that gave him access to a ton of America's top talent. Anoki, New Japan, is working uh, with fringe outfits like Mike LaBelle in California, the NWF, and just some people in Montreal. The biggest stars when he started out uh, were Pat Patterson... Tiger Jeet Singh and um, Johnny Powers. So like, wow, Anoki really did build New Japan from fucking nothing. He really did. I have to tell you because I always just him against some guys. Am I crazy in that I always thought the JWA split was like they got half the roster? Like I literally thought that's like, well, you get the Funks and we get Abdullah. Like you know what I mean? Like that's how they did it. I didn't realize it was like Baba gets everything, Antonio gets his chin, and Pat Patterson's phone number. Yeah, it's a lot like the Noah and um, All Japan split. Oh my god, it 2000 is 2000 where it's like there's like two people left in All Japan. Shit, that is exactly what it's like. But it's like it's, it's the it's the part that makes sense. Like obviously, Inoki can't take the whole JWA roster. He just takes like he just no shows and then makes his own thing it's Here's, super ballsy what he did and it, it paid uh, off and that's why he's the king and obviously it makes sense if the way you start your promotion is hey i'm the fucking only thing i have so i win every match and then it's just you build this infrastructure of people that are just as talented as you but you never truly believe that they're as good as you because i built this whole fucking thing it's like if vince mcmahon formed the wwf but it was just vince mcmahon on top it's like if vince mcmahon got involved with control your narrative that would be sick Oh my God! Can you imagine? R.I.P. Controlling your narrative. I think we mentioned this, but wrestling's never been the same. It's not. I don't even know if they did one show. Control your narrative did a bunch of shows. They just had people who were like canceled by West wrestling Twitter fighting each other. It was great. Oh, that's great stuff. And Killer Cross. Killer Cross was just there. It was very funny. Everyone else had like some weird thing they did, and Killer Cross was like, "Ah, uh, hi, my uh, my uh, wife and I do it only fans, but it's just bikinis." Ah, anyway, I'm going to fight this Nazi, but fake. Oh, my God. I'm nine years older than Killer Cross. That's weird. Killer Cross is in his 20s? Nine days. Pardon me. Nine days older. Nine days. He's fucking fuck. We look like shit. I disagree. That's a hot guy. I think we're doing great. Killer Cross has got the bod. He doesn't got our punum though. Too many veins. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You put me next to Killer Cross. Honestly, 50-50 who people are picking. Correct. He looks more Do handsome. You want to know, oh, they would. It would, be a, it would be a tough conversation. I'd be like, well, listen, he's, he has the bod, but you know what Dylan has? He's got the cock. <laughs> he's got the gumption. Yeah, exactly. Dylan's How got- much time does he have on dating? Yeah. None. Put him let on. You ask- look like an idiot. Let me ask you this. Sure, Killer Cross can has come gutters, but does he have a bit about going to Christian camp? No, he doesn't. No, he does not. Let me tell you who does, though. <laughs> He's useless. Yeah, me. This man right here. Yeah, fucking bitch pussy. Killer Cross right now. I challenge you to stand-up comedy. <laughs> I challenge you. I challenge you to a bikini contest. What's your talent? Pro wrestling? No one's going to care about that. Oh, I need to get someone else here to fake fight. Who gives a fuck? Uh, so Antonio Inoki is fake fighting his way through the Pacific Rim job. Nice. John, what's the best part about Inoki during this period? He did it. I have to tell you about learning about young Antonio Inoki. It, it makes him say seem like a much nicer man and much more like a human being. When you realize that he actually built New Japan, which is the HPV of the wrestling industry, it might go away for a bit, but it will come surging back when you least expect it and will be aided by some of the weirdest elements. But 
Um, and it's truly amazing and inspiring that he was able to do this. It's also very interesting to see the proliferation of tag team wrestling as a main event aspect of this, our sport. But I will say the best thing about Antonio Noki is he bet on himself and created, um, I'm going to say it, the third most influential wrestling company the, you, the world has ever seen. Really? Which was the first two? Number one is Control Your Narrative, of course. <laughs> Number two is? Uh, ECW, the WWE years. Okay. The actual, those are the, those yeah. are the two. I'm going to say the two, what would be the two most important wrestling companies ever. Oh, WWE and, of course, mine. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, DGW. WWE and Control Your Narrative. Yeah, I'm going to say WWE. The answer, I think I'm going to say this. You want to know what the actual legitimate answer is? Most influential wrestling company of all time. Whatever ECW, whatever, no Tootsmont. Whatever Tootsmont was, Tootsmont was the first guy to be like, maybe Shit, this right. guy doesn't have to That's be right, an it actual is. wrestler. He can. So it's WWE, WWE, yeah. because WWE is connected to Tootsmont, and Tootsmont was literally like, um, what if we fake it? And they were like, can we do that? And he's like, man, it's the fucking twenties. Women have Tootsmont watched like, <laughs> but it was like Tootsmont just watched his third hour of a two of out of three falls match and was like. Can they just run at each other? Can something fun fucking happen? Like that's what happened. <laughs> no one like... cares if it's fake. He was the f- Deucemont. A hundred percent was like the Kenny Omega Young Bucks of his time, where people were so mad. Think about the first time. Oh my god! Think about the nineteen twenties Jim Cornette seeing Irish. I think it was like oh, I forgot the guy's. I think the guy's name was Billy, but his finishing move was the Irish Whip, and he was a football star. And yeah, it was about that guy watching that wrestler and Billy mind It was Billy Whipper something. Like Billy Whipper Watson. No, that's Whipper Whipper Billy Watson was in the sixties in Japan. He's American. You're Canadian guy. Oh, I always but, thought he was the same guy because of the Irish whip being the finisher. And I was like, well, they it's these No, the Irish whip was the finisher in the six no, it was the twenties or something. He just threw the guy against the ropes and the guy fucking exploded. <laughs> oh my god, wrestling back then sounds awesome. Also, you would lose your mind. Imagine you've just come from a farm, you've never seen running water, you're in a giant building surrounded by more people you've ever seen, and an Irishman wearing nothing but underwear, just using his arm threw a man into ropes oh of course you'd be like well that man's dead <laughs> yeah he just threw him into the ropes and he just couldn't take the fucking ropes do you imagine can you imagine the first day someone was like what if we take a chair that we have at ringside and one of you hits the other guy with that chair like i guarantee people they were like holy shit i gotta do that to someone in my family like daniel went- michael dano mahoney was the guy oh yeah and, oh dano uh, mahoney Oh, Daniel Mahoney, and unsurprisingly, he d- died at 38. <laughs> he died at 30 fucking was it, a, was it a horrific 1920s death? Like, he's like, he drank one glass of gin, and it turned out it ate him from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a man who did well in the hammer throw, and then they put him into wrestling, and then that was that. Yeah. Two squirts from the old opium injector, and see it in hell, exactly. they move. Everyone says, ooh, 90s wrestlers died early. Think about the fucking 20s. Those guys died so fast. Yeah, they invented wrestling and then were immediately killed to keep a secret. Dylan, what is your... Oh, you got to eat dirt so it toughens up your cock. What? Yeah. The the important thing to remember, Damo, is it's always good to drink mercury before a match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The best thing... I think probably the most important thing is that he meets with Carl Gotch because... The secret sauce in New Japan is that he stays, his relationship with Carl Gotch stays, and he has Carl Gotch in the New Japan dojo. And Can you elaborate on that? What is the significance of Carl Gotch being in the New Japan dojo, and why it's important? The impetus for New Japan was basically, I'm Antonio Inoki, I can really fucking brawl, dog, and... Bob is a baseball player. He's like an American-style pro wrestler. So New Japan's whole thing was, I don't need any of these talents from the JWA because I'm going to make my own different type of professional wrestling that's going to make Giant Baba's look fucking shitty. And that was his, That was the entire impetus for New Japan wrestling, uh, New Japan pro wrestling. And then obviously he invents Strong Style and Strong Style becomes adapted by All Japan and what a lot of people think is the greatest era in professional wrestling history, 90s All Japan. Uh, and that everyone knows that is incorrect. The greatest history in wrestling was in the 90s. And you know what it was? Mm-hmm. What was it? 90s Memphis. Oh, yeah, where it was just Kamala losing to Jerry Lawler every week. Good. Oh, my God. You, who knew? They can't have him lose again. And he did. 
<laughs> that is the crazy. I remember getting some old PWI where it was like all these title changes, and it was literally Jerry Lawler, some guy, Jerry Lawler, some guy, Jerry Lawler, some guy, and Jerry Lawler was like a ninety-time champion in Memphis. It was awesome. My mom claims that some of my old PWIs are in her basement, and Ooh. I got I got to tell you, I will be in Toronto this month, Dylan. Let's have a little rifle through, huh? If they are there, you know mm. what I mean. You can come down. We can sit on a carpet. I found one that was uh, it's like Paul Heyman answering something in a WCW magazine, and um, he just refers to one of the readers as immigrant. So things are gonna be good. Follow us on Tick Tick Fuck or Ass Book. That's another old comedian thing. They would be oh like, follow me on Pornhub. I uh, <laughs> the same comedian who uh, who retired once called it Face Ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Face Ass. <laughs> no thought. I like it when someone puts no thought into you, something. Face. I, I don't know. Ass. That's good. I, I've been speaking to Dylan Gott for at least one hour a week for almost nine years, and let me tell you what it will tickle his funny bone. No problem. And that is a man in his forties doing stand-up comedy, just riffing. Dylan got on board for that. Face ass is a classic mm-hmm. example of that. They forgot uh, how to riff. They don't care anymore. It's good. The, the other best is uh, describing how comedian Donnie Go- uh, Coy spelled clock uh, to comedian. <laughs> <Nolan's>. oh, <yeah. laughs> it's cock with an L. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't even tell you where to put the L. That's the, it's, it's cock with an L. I'll, That's I'll, good. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have it is that that father the father who was sat next to me laughed about that for 60 human minutes as i and my ex-wife drove from london ontario to toronto the best part was around 48 minutes in all i heard is <laughs> where do you put the l though <laughs> <laughs> cock with an l thank you guys so much for listening uh we'll have more patreon stuff soon i think who knows i'm dylan gott that's John Hastings. My Enjoy. name is Henry. I still, I'm going to, yeah, I was about to make a comment about his birth name, but I feel like that'd be inappropriate. Ladies and gentlemen, see you in hell. I did it. <laughs>